Happy New Year's, everyone. Justin Michael of DNVR Rams here, and I have to tell you about an excellent opportunity that my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier are providing for all of you. Right now, you're probably hearing how excellent these great mortgage rates are. But Mike and Virginia, they're not your typical mortgage company. Sure, they have phenomenal rates, but what makes them different? Mike is a certified financial planner, and he looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you feel like a person, not a number. That's what it's all about. Whether looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new home, Mike and Virginia will make the process as simple and smooth as possible. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. I'm telling you, Mike and Virginia, they're the best around. They're a husband and wife duo with over 15 years of financial experience, and they're going to work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com for your opportunity to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with that free consultation. Start planning for your future today. If you're a little more old school, you're looking to talk on the phone, that's all right. Call Mike directly. Give him a call at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Wow. (laughs) I I could just kind of start there and end there, I guess. I just, um, you know, I man, it's, it's kind of hard to even these guys, um, just really shows you who they are. I mean, now everybody can see, you know, why I love this team so much. And this group of guys is, um, they never quit. They never fought and would have been really easy for us you know, to say to just, Hey, it wasn't our day. Let's just kind of get out of here and find a way to win on, on Monday. And man, uh, incredible. Um, we went small there kind of midway through the first half kind of, I think changed, um, they really surprised us. They came out and they started switching everything. They were switching all our ball screens, switching, pressuring us, really disrupted everything that we were doing. And then they made it look like, I don't know how many threes. It felt like they were raining on, on us. Um, but we found our footing, uh, made a great run there in the first half. And then I told the team at halftime, I don't know if I messed up, but I said, hey, we're, we're going to win this game. Watch, we're going to find a way to win this game. And I'll be dang, boy, we found uh, found a way to do it. And what an incredible win for these guys. What an incredible win for the program. And um, I couldn't be prouder. You know, one of your constant messages is don't get too high, don't get too low. Kind of hard not to get high after that, you know, massive win. How do you then, you know, flip the switch and focus on another really important game against the same talented team? You know, Justin, I'll say the same thing, and I know where you're going. I, I will, you know, we're going to enjoy the heck out of this here the rest of the day, and, and you have to. I mean, if you can't do that, you know, so we always enjoy winning. And we'll get up tomorrow, and once we do, that one's over. we got to quickly move on, and um, San Diego State is the elite team in our league. Um, we know that they're going to come out spitting nails. Um, hopefully we don't spot them 25 or whatever we did uh, here, here today. But, yeah, our job, we got to come back and try to win a ball game on Monday. I mean, this is what we're here for, and every game stands on its own feet, and hopefully we'll make some adjustments, they'll make some adjustments, and, you know, our guys will be ready to play. But, you know, hey, we need to enjoy this. This was big for us. This is big for our program. I mean, to have this national TV slot and to have our team, you know, put in this position on short notice and to come out down here and did what we did. This is just awesome. It's awesome. Uh, it's a great day to be a Ram. Um, proud to be. And, 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 and this was just awesome for our program and these guys. 
And uh, just before I, I let you go here real quick, can I just clarify one thing on that timeline with John Tanjay? So he missed, he missed practice yesterday for the wedding? Was, yeah, was, was the wedding yesterday? Yes, he was not with us. And he flew in last night. He didn't get in until about 11 o'clock at night. He flew commercial from Denver, uh, but he did not practice um, yesterday. Got in last wow. night and, and whatever. So I think he joked me after, oh, maybe I don't need to practice, Coach. Well, I don't get carried away now. Uh, um, that way, you're going to have a lot of guys with weddings lined up now. Oh, man, these guys love to practice. So um, I know what you're saying. But, man, what a what a great – I just, you know, wow is all I can say. And, and what a great day. Uh, what a great day for our program. <laughs> What a win, what a win, what a win, what a mighty good win. Man, absolute insanity. Colorado State men's basketball comes storming back, trailed by 26 in the first half. They beat the San Diego State Aztecs on the road at Viejas, 70-67. to I'm shook. I'm absolutely shook. One of the wildest college basketball games that I've ever seen. Um, I've already written two features on it, so if you're a DNVR subscriber, go check it out. Actually, the feature on John Tanjay is unlocked for everyone, so you don't even have to be a subscriber to see that one. But man, <laughs> just insanity. I just It would have been so easy for this team to fold. I mean, I think everybody would have understood. If you go down 26 to a team like San Diego State on the road, that's a death sentence. That's a death sentence. 9.9999 times out of 10. But you just can't ever count this group out. I mean, they've proven it before. They went, do we, did we all forget when, you know, they went up in Laramie? They were down 19, came back in the second half and won that game. Or Tulsa, another double-digit comeback. This team always punches back. And yeah, they lost Nico Carvacho, which is tough. He was a great leader. Really productive rebounder. But I think overall, this team, you know, they've got a really good fit. They've got the same heart, the same passion. They've added some really talented pieces. A lot of the younger guys are a year wiser. They got a year under their belt, more experienced. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but it's true. This group is just different, though. I'm going to talk about it on this podcast, going to give some takeaways from the game, going to play more audio. I'm actually going to have two podcasts because later this weekend, I'm going to be joined by Mountain West insider Eli Bedker. We're going to talk about the game, the, the rest of the conference, you know, where the Rams stack amongst some of the teams. Me and Eli have been really high on CSU since day one. The defense, though, it's just been so solid. That's what's great. I mean, Eli, he thought that CSU would have the best offense in the Mountain West. I, too, thought they would be really lethal. The defense, man. The defense is what's making a difference for this team. All right, I'm getting excited. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I have a structure. I'm going to try and stick to it. I'll get into three keys in just a second. Uh, but some quick hitters for you. I think it might be the best CSU basketball game I've ever covered. I mean, up there, up there with just some of the most exciting moments in CSU Rams history, period. I'm talking 2013 New Mexico Bowl. NCAA tournament win over Missouri. I mean, man, just one of the transcending moments. First win over a ranked team since February 29th, 2012. That was when CSU beat number 17 UNLV. I still remember that game, man. I, I remember that whole season. 
this CSU team, they they have the feel of that team, you know, that group that gets to play f- with each other for a couple of years, really dangerous, make a couple of runs to the NCAA tournament. They just serious vibes. First road win over a ranked opponent since January 5th, 1973. That was when CSU beat number 15 BYU 93-86 to on the road. I mean, it's the first 3-0 start CSU's had in the Mountain West ever. So it's, it's clear that this group is different. I'm going to say that a lot. But to come back from 26 points, that's, that's not something you can do every day. That's not something most teams can do. And I'm going to get into some of my keys, and I'm not going to be too petty, but I do want to acknowledge the show SDSU, infamous Twitter account. I got into a, a little bit of a beef with them during the football game because of the stuff they were saying about Barry Wesley. Still annoys me, by the way. Uh, I'll say this. Typically, the show, one of the best student sections in uh, all of college basketball. As a, as a community, the show is very cool. Whoever runs that Twitter account, man, dude's a dweeb and knows nothing about it. He t- oh, just so many tweets. Is Colorado State the most irrelevant program in the Mountain West? The all-time series between CSU and San Diego State, it's 45-42, to 42, San Diego State. It's, it's separated by three games. The premier basketball institution in the Mountain West. That's how competitive CSU has been against San Diego State all-time. It's always a great series. Just, you know, look a couple of years ago, 2016-17. CSU had three double-digit comeback wins over the Aztecs. All great games. The Harlem Shuffle. Uh, the Harlem Shake game. I almost said Harlem Shuffle. That's not a thing. The Harlem Shake game in 2012. The Orange Out. Another great game. Another big time Rams win. There have been some heartbreaking losses too. It's a great series. It's always competitive. I mean, did they not watch the game last year? CSU was a couple of threes away from ending their undefeated streak on the road. This is not that surprising. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a crazy win. It's crazy because they were down 26. But the fact that CSU beat San Diego State, it happens fairly frequently. I don't know. All I'm saying, great student section, but whoever runs that Twitter account, you best learn your history, or we're going to meme you and mock you, because that's just, you deserve it. All right? And I'm not even like trying to be a hater. I root for San Diego State. I've had them in my top 25 all season. I didn't drop them after their loss to BYU. I still think they're a top 25 team. I think Monday they're probably going to come out pretty pissed off. We'll see how the Rams respond. It's going to be really interesting, another tough test. But I mean, even if CSU loses by double digits or, you know, no matter how they lose, I don't even want to put that out there, but no matter what happens, this win is big time. I mean, splitting on the road would be huge. Sweeping, sweeping would be just insane. But to quote one of my favorite childhood movies, Angels in the Outfield, hey, it could happen. Or maybe I should go classic KG. Anything is possible! All I'm saying, put some respect on the Rams' name. If they win, I'm going to start pounding on the tabletops for CSU to be ranked. I might rank them in my own poll, just why not? They got the road win over San Diego State. It's been a wonky year. There were a bunch of upsets. I could throw them in the top 25 if I want to. They're the best team in the Mountain West as of right now. That's all I'm saying. 
man, this team's fun. All right, let's get into the three keys. Number one, I kind of got into this a little bit earlier. Defense. Offense, you knew this team was going to have it, especially in transition. They're quick, they're athletic, they get to the rim, they're versatile. They play well as a team. They're good in the half court. It's just, it was always going to work. I mean, there's going to be some rough stretches, especially after the uh, three weeks off from COVID. But the offensive ability you knew was there. You weren't worried about it coming in. It's not going to be an issue for this team, you know, on most nights. Will there be some cold nights? Probably. Basketball's a weird sport. Hopefully not any more games like St. Mary's, which I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that. But I told you so. Everyone panicking. Everyone freaking out. I'm just... I kept trying to say after that game, hey, man, weird stuff happens. It was a really weird circumstance. CSU is really rusty. They're playing a really experienced team that's played a ton of basketball. Fluky stuff can kind of happen in a small sample size. Let's see how it plays out. Since then, undefeated in Mountain West play, everybody can take a giant chill pill. But defense, defense and, and that strong defensive mentality That is what has made all the difference for this team. I mean, they'd held opponents under 60 points in five of six games going into that matchup. Unfortunately, didn't do that against San Diego State. The thing is, though, look, CSU went up 2-0 when Roddy made a layup about 40 seconds in. From there, the Aztecs went up 14-2 before the Rams scored again. And they obviously got up 36-10 at one point. I actually have it written down, the 8-15 mark of the first half. So they allowed 36 points in the first 12 minutes. They only allowed 31 points over the final 28 minutes or so on the road. That's impressive. And obviously, you know, David Roddy, he deserves so much credit because he was just the protector of the paint. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But I want to shout out some other guys before we talk about Roddy because he obviously gets plenty of attention and deservingly so. But there are a lot of guys that are really, really playing well on that end. Tanjay, when he comes in off the bench, I've, I've liked what I've seen from him defensively. The starters, though, Adam and Kendall. Man, they have been so good. I mean, Kendall was always good for some steals. He's really good at getting that poke in without getting caught, you know, reaching for the cookie, doesn't get a bunch of ticky-tacky reaching fouls. Adam, though, man, guarding wings, too, dude. He's been locked down. Really, really solid. I mean, Nico Medved said after the second Fresno State win that Adam, he might be CSU's best defender so far this year. I don't think he's wrong, especially after how he hung, you know, on the road at San Diego State. I mean, both of these guys, they have played a lot of basketball together. And, you know, Isaiah and David, they're kind of the the rising superstars and they're going to get a lot of the attention all season. But the dirty work that guys like Adam, Kendall, I mean, John, even DT, I mean, he had kind of a rough game, and the announcers were pretty hard on him. DT's going to be fine, I promise you. At the moment, you know, I do think that small lineup is probably CSU's greatest strength, at least offensively. And really, they, I mean, they've hung defensively and on, and on the glass with it as well. They're going to need DT and James Moores to be a factor. And both of those guys have the skill offensively to do that. I'm not worried about it. They'll get their footing defensively. It just takes time. It's hard to guard big guys at this level. And, I mean, if we're being honest, the strength that David Roddy has, it's kind of like an erase all because he can just, you know, kind of body it. It's hard to get around him. He's thick. He's strong. He's quick. DT's going to be fine. 
Moores is going to be fine. I really like the potential that those guys have. But I did want to just acknowledge specifically the defensive effort from, from Kendall and Adam. It's just been so tremendous. And it's been a big reason why CSU's off to such a hot start. And honestly, I'm sitting here raving about their defense. On offense, they've been solid too. I mean, Kendall Moore, he's like 52% from the field, 41% from three. He's shooting better at the free throw line. He's killing it. Adam's killing it. He had four huge threes in that win. I mean, he'd been a little bit off in some of those games coming in, but he just takes so, such smart shots. I just tr- I trust these dudes. I've seen them play too much to not trust them. And I know that in the scheme of things, they're going to show how good they are. Good players, good teams show their true colors over the course of a season. Weird stuff can happen in a small sample size because college basketball is weird. And in a COVID-impacted season with back-to-back series, weird travel situations, it's going to get even weirder. I mean, look at what happened with the Boise State-San Jose State series. Boise State won the first game in a freaking, I don't, I don't even know what it was called, in a live fitness or something. I don't know. It might as well have been a rec center or a 24-hour fitness. <laughs> they won the game by 52 points. Absolutely beat the living hell out of them. They beat San Jose State by one in the second game. Weird stuff happens sometimes. This is a good team over the course of the season. They're going to show that they're a good team. And and we got a just a great taste of that with an awesome road upset win really early in the season. I mean, I think this team is arriving maybe even earlier than I than I expected. And and, and that's why I do kind of want to clarify that I I do think there will still be some bumps along the way because it is going to be a weird year. But with what we've seen from this team already through seven games, buy in. Buy in now. I mean, I bought in before the season. I told you a couple of weeks ago, if you're a better, bet on CSU to, to win the Mountain West Tournament now while it was still like plus 2,000 because the odds are only going to go down. I'm not, you know, it, it's going to be hard to win that. Obviously, they've done it once in program history to go through a really tough conference tournament unblemished. It's, it's not easy, but their odds, they're only going to worsen from here. Because people see it now. They, they know this team is talented. They've arrived on a national level. It's awesome. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Second key, bully ball. CSU doubled CSU up, or <laughs> my goodness. CSU doubled up SDSU in the paint. They finished with eight more rebounds. That's a testament to the dirty work that guys like David Roddy were willing to put in. But some of the guards, man, they were crashing. Tanjay had a couple of big rebounds down the stretch. Isaiah had a couple of rebounds. Kendall Moore had a couple of big rebounds. It was a group effort. Really was. Third key, free throw shooting, man. CSU, 11 of 13 from the charity stripe. 85%. San Diego State, 7 of 12. 58%. They lost by three in a game in which they missed five free throws. I'm pretty sure like four of them were in the second half. I should have clarified that. I know at least three of them were. Mensa missed two. I mean, they just didn't even look comfortable, man. They really tightened up when CSU made those runs. Meanwhile, the Rams, you can't foul any of them because they're all competent free throw shooters. Adam, I mean, put his free throw form in the Lavur, or I don't I'm not even 100% I pronounced that right. Kendall, he's much improved this year. He was never bad, but he's really solid this year. Isaiah's a great free throw shooter. David Roddy's a great free throw shooter. DT and James Moores are good free throw shooters. Isaiah Rivera is a good free throw shooter. You get it. PJ, he's a good free throw shooter. Who are you going to foul? 
that's a really big strength of this team. And it played out that way against San Diego State. Now, obviously, if you look at any individual statistic and, and you know, kind of look at it in a vacuum, that's maybe not necessarily fair. I mean, New Mexico, they missed like 14 free throws the other night in a game in which they lost, you know, by 10. But a lot of those free throws were the results of, you know, offensive rebounds and getting multiple opportunities. So it's just like the same dude missing a bunch and they kind of hacked him. You can't do that on CSU because they're all going to make it. I just, I love good free throw shooting. And I really wanted to emphasize that because I think it's going to be a really big strength for this team throughout the season. I think three-point shooting is going to be a strength for this team too. I mean, I already talked about Adam and Kendall. I think David's only going to get better. DT and James, they have the ability. It's not really what you want them doing consistently, but they can hit them, especially DT. I love his mid-range jumper, but he's pretty smooth from three. And from what I've heard, James Moores is pretty good. He kind of br- bricked one in that San Diego State game. Kind of, It looks like he rushed it a little bit, but the ability's there. And we've already seen what he can do in the post. Really skilled with his back to the hoop, man. As, his, as he gets that footwork going, it's, it's just only going to get better. You want to talk about guys that are only going to get better too? Isaiah Rivera. I mean, talk about getting baptized by fire with a brutal introduction. You don't get to play a bunch of, you know, easy non-conference opponents, get 10 games under your belt before you have to break in. I mean, just immediately playing crucial, crucial minutes in the rotation. That guy's going to be a stud. He's going to be so good. I, I I was really excited about Tanjay coming off the bench last year. I'm I'm so I mean, I'm still excited about Tanjay. Obviously, he's big time. But Isaiah Rivera, man, his his future is so big. If they didn't have so many talented guards, I bet, you know, he'd probably be playing 30 plus minutes a night. And that's that's the great thing about this team. They just they have so much depth. So much depth. It's just fun. They play as a team. They're aggressive. They're smart. They bought in. It's just good to see. After, you know, a rough couple of years at the end of the Eustace era, and then, you know, the transition was kind of a process. The program is, it's, it's where it needs to be. And, and I'm so excited for the future. All right, we're going to wrap up with some more player audio, get you some perspective from John Tanjay and David Roddy, two of the big guys in that win over the Aztecs. Before I do, though, I kind of wanted to just make one final point, and that's that this staff just gets it, man. They get it. I mean, John Tanja, he was feeling guilty. He had to miss practice on Friday because he was going to his dad's wedding. I mean, obviously he had to be there. It's his dad's wedding. But still, you know, you're you're preparing for the league front runner. You feel a little guilty like you're letting your teammates down. I hope you guys recognize my Allen Iverson reference in that article, by the way. Not a game, but practice. He was going to miss practice. He felt guilty about it. Got in late Friday night. But Nico Medved, you know, just gave him a call, reassuring him, told him it's going to be all right. You know, you're going to come, you're going to play, enjoy the heck out of the wedding. It's where you need to be. You'll get here ready to play. And he was. He was ready to play. I mean, he had a crucial layup late in that last minute, hit the biggest shot of the game, went to the free throw line with ice in his veins and completed the four-point play. I mean, that is hard to do. That, That takes some serious stones, man to go up and knock that free throw down as confidently the way that he did. And, and that's something that I've talked about Tanjay a bunch that I just love about him. I love that dude's killer mentality. He comes off the bench looking to score. He is perfect for that six-man role, and I'm, and I'm sure he'd love to start. That's just natural. But the reality is, 
You're going to need more than five players to make a factor. You're going to need eight to nine guys to really all serve their roles and, you know, do what they do. And that's what's great about this Rams roster. It's built for that. It's built for everybody to serve their role and do what they do. Some nights, Tanjay will have to be the guy. Some nights, PJ Bird will have to play some crucial minutes like he did in that Fresno State game. Other nights, DT and James Moores are going to have to step up. It, it takes a group, man. And that's it. It's. That's what this team is all about. It's that's what's so exciting about it. They don't have those selfish, just cogs, you know, bringing the team down. Oh, me, me, me. Nah, this is a team. And they're winning and it's fun. And I hate that the fans can't be there. But God, you know, when you get the opportunity, man, buy all the stock you can, show up to Moby Arena, bring the madness, because CSU basketball is back. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up with the promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting on your favorite players, props. They do it all. It is a ton of fun. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week and cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. You can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's with the promo code DNVR. Get that sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alrighty, we are going to play that player audio in just a second, but before we do, my DraftKings pick of the week. We've got the national championship coming up, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of people wrote off Ohio State way too early, myself included. They played like a damn good team against Clemson, and I think they cost a lot of people some money. Going into that matchup, they are seven and a half point underdogs against Alabama. Man, I'm a Roll Tide guy through and through. I was so stoked to see them advance to another national championship. I'm excited to get Alabama-Ohio State rematch from a long time ago. Another, not another, I should say, Alabama-Clemson game. Uh, going in, though, Ohio State currently 7.5-point underdogs. Makes me a little bit nervous as an Alabama guy. Look, I with more than a week, I trust Nick Saban against anybody to scheme for anything, anytime, anywhere. Man's a genius. But that Ohio State offense, man, they got a lot of playmakers. Chris Olave at wide receiver. Trey Sermon in that backfield. Justin Fields at quarterback. I mean, they've got guys that can make plays all over the place. I think it's going to be a good game. It's a little bit of an emotional hedge on my part, but seven and a half points, I think you take Ohio State. Then you maybe, you know, hedge yourself the other way, get some something in on Alabama. Seven and a half points, so I think it's going to be a close game. I could really see this being a touchdown game when it all comes down to it. It could also be a blowout. You never know with Alabama. I don't really expect that, though. I just think Ohio State's offense is too good. I think they'll be able to keep up with Alabama. 
I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. Ohio, Ohio State, seven and a half point underdogs. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Take them to cover. Hey, John, hey, how John. are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good after this good win. What's the feeling? I mean, on, on the replay kind of show, you kind of given a hop after they blew the whistle as you waited for it to go through on your three there. Just kind of what's that feeling when that goes through? Man, uh, it felt great to get that shot up. Uh, have my teammate, you know, Isaiah, who's known who's known to be, you know, the cardiac, the big the big shot maker uh, for us last year. For him to pass that up for me, you know, and believe uh, believe in my shot, uh, you know, that was big time. It felt great. What did John, you have to do to, to reset yourself and, you know, settle in before taking the free throw right after that? Yeah, uh, well, my coach just told me I'm going to make it. So I went out there and I made it. <laughs> John, San Diego State, they're obviously a team with great length. You and David Roddy, it seems like you guys really handled that matchup well. You know, what were the coaches telling you guys? And what, did they do anything that surprised you? Or was it, you know, kind of what you expected? Uh, no. Uh, San Diego State, you know, big and athletic. They're going to come out here and be physical. So, uh, you know, we got punched in the mouth the first couple of minutes. Um, they were more physical than us. Coming down, getting to our stuff, being a little more physical than, you know, we would have to against some other team. So, um, you know, just getting back into our – uh, game. You know, obviously you guys want to enjoy this win, you know, historic win, monumental comeback. Mm -hmm. How do you get, you know, back in the mindset, especially with another massive game against the same team coming up right around the corner? Uh, just know that it's, you know, they're a great team. They're going to, they're not going to just sit back and let us enjoy this one. They're going to get back on the court and, you know, get ready for the next game. So we're going to have to turn around and do that too. Does it give you guys a little bit more confidence? I mean, you guys think you can beat any team, obviously, going in. Mm -hmm. But to actually go on the road and to, you know, slay the giant, quote-unquote, does that give you guys yeah. just a little bit more swagger right now? Uh, Yeah. It's, uh, You know, it's, it's fun to beat a, a top team. What are they, top 25 right now? Or Yeah, I think 27 in AP, but yeah. Yeah, um, any, any team, we're not going to come out here and, you know, disrespect them. We're going to come out here and try to play our game. And we're obviously trying to win no matter, you know, if they're the bottom tier or top tier, it doesn't matter. David Roddy with his third double-double in a row this year, fourth of the season, sixth of his career. Hey David, this is Steve. Just a quick question. Um, did you know they were going to go to Mitchell on that last play? Um, yeah, we just – he inbounded the ball and then got it right back, so I had a, had a sense of it. Um, you know, we switched one through five on that, so I was guarding Mensa. Um, and then, you know, he loves his, uh, his step back and – or your step to a fade, so uh, I kind of expected it. I didn't really want him to get a, a full open layup, so I just wanted to put my body in front of him, uh, and I, I'm glad I did. And, you know, he missed a shot, and, and we got the board. So, um, you know, it was a big defensive play uh, for the team. What was the mind? David, this is obviously a team with great length. You know, you had a pretty difficult matchup having to play the five in this role. Did they do anything that surprised you? And, you know, how did this kind of compare with some of the other matchups you've had so far? Uh, yeah, you know, they're big guys. Uh, Mensa is a, is, a, is a great talent, um, really physical, uh, as well as Matt Mitchell. So, um, you know, just playing to my strengths and playing under control is, is the, basically the only thing I can do um, against that type of team. So when he's done, he's almost done. Um, and, you know, just playing playing to my strengths uh, and playing off two feet and seeing if there's uh, shooters on the backside. And, and you know, we, we, we did that well, and our shooters knocked down shots. What was the mindset and the conversation on the sideline like 
when you're down 26 points midway through the first and uh, have that feed into that largest comeback in the history of the conference? Yeah, um, you know, we just wanted to take it play by play. Uh, that's all we talk about, you know, no matter the, the frustrations that we have or, or missing shots or no calls or anything like that. We just have to play through and embrace the embrace the adversity that's given to us. Um, and I'm really proud of my team. And and that's what we did. Uh, you know, we came out and, and started hitting, made a run before the end of the first half and then, you know, continued it and uh, had a, a great defensive bout, you know, in the second half. What was David, the, one of the constant messages from, from Nico is you can't get two up, you can't get two down. This is obviously, you know, a momentous comeback victory, but you've got another big game coming up against the same team less than 48 hours. You know, how do you flip the switch and kind of move on? Yeah, we just have to celebrate tonight, um, you know, and then, you know, tomorrow we'll, we'll focus on the next game. We just got to basically forget that it happened. Um, you know, we have to play another great team again. Uh, still a top 25 team, in my opinion. Um, and and we just have to play to our play to our strengths and, and hopefully we'll get another one. Skinny looking kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.